0: The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee.
1: Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio, on air and off the leash.
2: The
0: late night alternative with Ian Lee on talking. talk radio. We'll get you talking.
2: Good evening, dear listener. The late night alternative. Thank you, George Galloway. It's uh, I like I like following George more than James because George has the studio very very cold. James has it quite warm. George has it icy cold, and I like that slightly different um, start to the show this evening. You Welcome to call in for the first half an hour or so, but only really if you've got anything to say um, to my first well first i'm going to let's be honest my only guest uh, this evening um, let's use the shorthand that you will know him uh, by it's c j formerly of the TV quiz show Eggheads absolutely nice to see you c j Nice to be here but we it, it met... is a little cold in we... here <laughs> well, this is. I've put the heating up three degrees because i didn't think you'd like it as cold as I do. We met we worked it out it was 2004 it was on the Radio 4 show Loose Ends yep I was kind of the guest interviewer and you were on well just plugging eggheads yeah I mean
1: I think it was just before the second series Um, it was actually wonderful to come in because I'd listened to Loose Ends for years and there was Ned Sherrin in (laughs) the flesh in the flesh so it was great to come on but I was actually terrified because I don't know if you remember but Joe Brand was one of the other guests at the time
2: well who else was on that because I don't remember Um, Joe Brand Loppy.
1: The the one. Niz Wonder Loppy. Band.
2: They were great <laughs> Nizloppy. Loppy. My dad's got Bruce Bruce Lee or something. Yes, mm. the, the um, JCB, JCB song. JCB,
1: yeah. Oh. And Joe Brand was there. I was chatting to her and I was saying, I'm really nervous about this because I've never met Ned Sherrin. I
2: don't know what he's going to be like, but he was lovely. Here's the lovely thing about Ned Sherrin, right? And I wish I'd spoken to him more. I wish I would knew more about his history than mm. I did. I've since found out. I must have done that half a dozen times with Ned. And this is how old fashioned he was, and what a gentleman. Every time I did it, the next week I'd get a postcard from him thanking me yeah. for going on the show. Mm-hmm. What a gentleman! Yeah, when that when that arrived, that was absolutely wonderful. Little little signed postcard yeah. from him—something no, you wouldn't expect. Did you get one? As I well? got one. Yeah, Did you? Yeah, all the guests got one. What, it was fantastic. What class. And everyone used to. And this was on BBC. This BBC money. Everyone would go down to the pub yep. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it, what classy guy! Absolutely wonderful. You will not be getting a postcard from me. You might um, get a tweet. Oh, well, thanks. Well, I have got a cup of coffee, so I'm happy. <laughs> got a cup of coffee. It's nice to see you again, man. Um, and the reason you're here is because one of my listeners kind of t- added me and said, "I don't know if you've seen." that CJ is is, is having a, a bit of bad luck, to put it bluntly. And I mm. just wondered if you could do anything. And um, quite often when people suggest guests, I don't really have a little... I don't really look because yeah. I, I, Catherine and I have got a really clear idea of who we want. But I thought, oh, okay, I remember CJ. I remember him being a really nice guy when we met. Um, I'll have a little look. And it didn't take long, it didn't take much Googling. No. To see the past three or four years... Have been lousy for you. Before we get to that, yeah. let's just go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- what? Because th- you tell me about you as, a, you as a young man. What was it like? Because you changed your name to CJ. Yeah. You kind of almost created this uh, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. T- so th- tell me about that. Um, well, I grew up in South Yorkshire.
1: Um, not the most enjoyable of childhoods. I mean, I probably wasn't a very easy child. It was quite difficult. Didn't fit in. Yeah. But the. People who I was living with, those, the man and woman to whom I was related, yeah. um, never got on with them. Um, should we say my liberal views were somewhat at variance to what they thought. Really? So um, at the age of 17, I left and started sleeping on the streets and I was homeless and sleeping rough for three years. Um, in London, Amsterdam, and eventually in Cologne, in Germany. When, when you say your liberal views, did they, was it your sexuality that they... Uh, certainly sexuality. Um, let's just say there weren't many um, modern ways of looking at right. people with different coloured skin, oh, um, different right, sexualities... Right lots of things which didn't sit very well with yeah. me and it wasn't an environment i was happy in yeah. so for me even though it was a horrible and tough decision to make i was actually happier sleeping on the streets was than than it was that. it was the, wow. the preferred
2: option yeah um okay so three years homeless yep. how did you turn that around by uh, a complete stroke of pure
1: luck, um, I was begging outside a bar in Germany on a Friday night. This guy came up to me and said, have you ever thought about modelling? And I thought, <laughs> "I thought, what? Wow. What sort of <laughs> fool are you? Yes. Um, but um, I thought, well, maybe it's, it's a, a roundabout way of offering me a bed for the night. So I thought, uh, no, I haven't. But he said... Well, here's 100 marks, as it was then. Uh, I've got an office in Dusseldorf. Yeah. If you're interested, come and see me on Monday morning. So incredible. I spent a little bit of the money on a bed for that night.
2: And I was laughing, not because you're not a good-looking guy, mm. just because it's such a strange it thing to completely say to a homeless Completely person,
1: serendipitous, yeah, yes. out of nowhere, yeah. just came up to me, and it turns out it was completely genuine. I went along wow. to his office in Dusseldorf on the Monday morning and stayed with him for four and a half years.
2: Isn't that incredible? Mm. And got work, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: working pretty much non-stop, um, Travelling to some nice places. Now, but, there
2: are different types of modelling. What kind of modelling? Uh, it was uh, runway work. So
1: okay. just walk, walking up and down wearing nice clothes. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it funny what you can make Com- money
2: doing these completely days? Completely out of the way. <laughs> it's almost as ridiculous as being a professional quizzer, really. <laughs> okay. Uh, cause, uh, but the reason I'm kind of just rushing through the early bit of it is because yeah. that's not really what we're here for. But I just think it's good to get a bit of, bit, bit of context. So Okay. So the, then the the journey from modelling to... Were you? Have you always been... You were one of the the better eggheads you, you know you know stuff yeah, um have you always been quite i don't know bookish or or you know full I of am not just a stuff? geek, I am king of the geeks, yes,
1: um, it was one of the reasons i never really fitted in at school. Um, yeah. I, I was the kid who at twelve, had a briefcase oh, um, I'm so i sorry. I read encyclopedias for fun uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, I, mean, I, I i wasn't popular, and no, but i've always had this. Love of reading, of learning. Yeah, I've I've always said I love learning. I don't like being taught. Yeah. So formal education, me, did not get
2: on. I had a really rough time at school. Yeah. Um, well, of course. Here, well, uh, I, listen, I wasn't. I was not the, the the nicest kid at school, and kids sniff out difference. Yeah. They see difference as weakness. They mm. see intelligence d- to a certain degree as weakness, as a threat. Yeah, yeah completely. Um, and, and anybody that dares to stick out. For whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, is a target. Yeah. You know,
1: I put my little head above the parapet. Yeah, of I, course. I mean, I did the ultimate geeky thing, and I won the school chess championship. I mean, how much of a target did I want to paint on my back? Oh mate, I, 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 <laughs> I, start, I started a chess club. You know, uh, <laughs>
2: but uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help, does it? No, and
1: so I mean, I, I got I got through that, but learning and taking in facts was something I always enjoyed. Yeah, and because I got onto eggheads. Because I I was noticed doing other shows. Um, I think Uh, the main one. As a contestant? Yeah. Um, I was a contestant on a few shows, but the main one was the weakest link. And I got on there, and the other contestants clearly saw me as a threat, because despite being the strongest link throughout the game, I was the third person voted off. Unlucky. I won it when I was on it, but carry on. But um, (laughs) I. As a true professional, I prepared what I was going to say in my post game interview. Yeah. And I went into a rant. Did you really? Good Uh, for you. um, Well done. I said. It's pretty obvious they're all idiots. They're all off my Christmas list. I hope they never win another penny. And I hope them, their loved ones, and all their pets die horribly in freak-chotting oh accidents. Oh, blimey. It was fantastic, and that got me noticed. Right. So they invited me back for a Bad Losers special yeah. for the week of which I won. Bad Losers special. <laughs> and all of a sudden... All the
2: quiz shows wanted me on as a contestant. Isn't that funny? There'll be people that'll be surprised by that that because people will think that you have to write into a specific show. But of course, I don't know if it quite works like that now. But back then, Mm. the producers want good, entertaining contestants, and if they see you on something doing, you know, being entertaining, they'll grab you. Yeah,
1: I mean, look at all the people who've gone from Big Brother. Uh, Alison Hammond Rylan Clark yeah. well, they've all gone on to have great careers yeah, yeah. purely because they've been picked up because their personality is something different yeah. and I think that's what I got I mean if I had been chosen or if I had been in the running to be chosen for Eggheads purely on knowledge yeah. I wouldn't have had a chance my only advantage was that I was younger than all the others yes, and I had a fairly gregarious personality. Well,
2: you, you are a good-looking man. You, 15 years ago, you were even more good-looking. You, 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 know, you had very striking eyes. And uh, the reason I liked you on Eggheads, I don't watch it all the time. If mm. it's on, it's one of those programmes, oh, Eggheads is on, I'll yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. You had an arrogance about you. Oh, absolutely. You had, you had this real arrogance and this real sniffiness of, mm. well, of course I know the answer. Yeah. It's a ridiculous question. Even, why are you even wasting my time? There's a wonderful quote
1: that's attributed to the third world chess champion, Jose Capablanca, and it's... Um, there's no such thing as modesty when everyone knows how good you are.
2: <laughs> I like it. So you got. So did you have to audition for Eggheads? Nope. Did you, did they just said, we've They're got just, this quiz, we want a team of brain boxes, and we want you as, as part of that. That's exactly what happened. Wow. We're
1: starting this new show. Would you like to come in and do um, a read-through, an audition? Not an audition, but an audition for the show itself Not funny, to just yeah. make sure the show gets commissioned. So I went in in January and did a read-through in central London, and they didn't hear anything. Yeah and in march i went um what year year? 2003 2003 and then i went abroad for a couple of months still didn't hear anything got back and late july and i still hadn't heard anything so i thought oh well that's another thing that's just fallen by the wayside and the beginning of august i got a phone call saying cj remember that read through you came in for oh yeah yeah well it's got commissioned oh wonderful so you'd like me to come and do a rehearsal no no we've done that we'd like me to come and do the pilot no that's happened as well well why are you calling me we start filming in
2: 3 weeks get learning that's tv you wait for for months yeah. and months nothing and then it's are you free next tuesday Absolutely. we're doing it yeah um, and eggheads there was there was a real glut, late 90s early 2000s of quiz shows became sexy again yeah. didn't they with, mm-hmm. with the weakest link with well i guess millionaire probably kind of kick started it weakest link there are all of these formats and weakest link I can't remember exactly, was it a tea time show when it first yes. started? I yeah, think yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. It, it was that slot of half four, five o'clock. Absolutely, of we need yeah. something mm-hmm. that is is stimulating, is, it stimulates your brain, but isn't too taxing. Those yeah. shows became big and eggheads mm-hmm. at the start. Was a big old show. It took off, didn't oh, it? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, made you all famous. Oh, yeah. I mean, here we all are. In terms of episodes, yeah. it's the third longest-running British quiz show of all time. Right. In terms of number of episodes. Yeah. Um. It's been going now. What, sixteen years? Wow. That's, That's incredible. In, yeah. I mean, nearly two thousand episodes. You can't possibly imagine when you start doing something like that. It's yeah. going to have that kind of tell, that kind of pull, that kind of attraction. Yeah. Um. And the thing is, because it taps into. That nerdy jealousy, that fascination with people. And I think one of the reasons it has survived is because it's so cheap to make.
2: Yeah, of course. People love watching it, but it's cheap to produce. Do you mind talking about it? Because we are going to get to the bit... We'll have a break in a second. But we are going to get to the bit where um, they screw you over. And is it uncomfortable talking about eggheads?
1: It's an uncomfortable subject, but... It gave me so much. It gave me so many opportunities that I would never have otherwise had. I can be uncomfortable and bitter about the way it ended and the way I was treated. But as for the show itself, I've got nothing but respect and nothing but love because it was a wonderful time of my life and it's something I could never have possibly imagined. Good for you.
2: Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll we'll um we'll find out what's been going on in the last few years. This is the late night alternative on talk radio.
0: Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation.
2: Make contact with Ian Lee The Late Night Alternative
0: with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
2: Evening dear listener, you can give us a call if you want. 344 4991000 We've got CJ with us. The reason I'm I'm not saying your last name, CJ, is because I I can never remember <laughs> how to pronounce it. Go on. Um Pronounce
1: it how you like. Um Demui is the correct De Mouy. pronunciation, but Demui is perfectly fine. Okay. Fine. I don't mind.
2: Um, now listen, we've talked about eggheads, we've talked about the the, the golden years. It it, it 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 kind of started to go wrong. Yeah. Would you say around the time of the autobiography? Or you, the chronology gets a little bit mm-hmm. confusing for me. So you you, you tell your story. Um, the autobiography
1: came out in September two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. No problems whatsoever. Um, book had been out for several months. Things started to go wrong in January two thousand and sixteen. Okay. Um, somebody I thought was a friend um, made a horrible accusation against me and accused me of sexual assault. Right. Um eggheads to their credit stood firmly behind me the producer suspended me on the day I was questioned okay okay and three months later when I was completely cleared of all suspicion on that very
2: same day they fired me right okay let's so so sorry what year was it when and what year was it you were accused of sexual assault January 2016 okay and then three months later, you were completely cleared. Yep. And that is still the case. You have yep. never been... I've never been charged. I was not never even arrested. I was going to say, when you were cleared... So you didn't go into court. It wasn't nope.
1: in court. The no, it was only questioned just... by police, but there was an eyewitness account from somebody who was in the room at the time. Right. There was video evidence from the hotel... And there was the results of DNA
2: testing, all of which proved my innocence. OK. So you're innocent of that Completely of the innocent. sexual assault you were accused of. Yes. Can you understand? I've worked with the BBC. I, listen, I got the boot from the BBC because I had a yep. go against some right-wing Christians who mm-hmm. were, were homophobic bigots. Yep. You know, Nicky Campbell does the same thing. He gets applauded. <laughs> I, I got the boot. And I dragged Catherine with me. That's by the way. So I, I, I have seen... and I'm, yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of the BBC. Yep. I was so proud to work for it. But I have seen, on a slightly smaller scale... How flawed it is, and what a dinosaur it can be, yep. and how how people within it can get scared, yep. and rather than deal with an issue, they'll just they'll just drop you know wipe their hands of it. Can you understand why you were suspended?
1: They think their audience is far more conservative than it is. Yeah, is. Uh, they're so terrified of any hint of scandal and this is all on the back of Utrey of course yeah. which was still very fresh in people's minds at the time um, but I think the fact that yes okay they suspended me while the investigation was going on I understand why they did it. I felt a little hurt they did. Of course, because you but knew you were innocent. I knew I was completely innocent. But okay, fine. But it, it was right in the middle of a filming block. Okay. Uh, it was a two week filming block in the middle of it, and they sent me home and didn't allow me to do the I was second say, week of well, filming.
2: So, what, what happened? Did, did, did you just kind of get collared in your dressing room? And they said, uh, we don't need you today. What happened?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, the accusation was on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, I was taken uh, to the police station on the Sunday night, held there and questioned the early hours of Monday morning, went into the BBC on the Monday morning. The producer came and said, not today. you have to go home. You're suspended.
2: Let's go back ever so slightly. How, how did the police get... Did they, Did you get a knock at the door?
1: Uh, they were, they, I went back to my hotel uh, in the on the Sunday evening and my room hadn't been made up and I didn't know why, so I went down to reception to ask them. They said, oh yes, we'll go and make it up in a minute. Obviously... The police had told them not to make up the room in case there was evidence there and they just came in and detained me in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah.
2: What was that like? That must have... Well, what was that like? Um, It
1: was very confusing because I was just sitting there waiting. My friend um, was up in the room. I was just sitting there waiting for them to attend to the room. The two police officers came in and said, would you like to come over here? I said, what's it about? No, just come over here. They took me over to one side and they said this man has accused you of sexual assault. And I was stunned and devastated, as you Mm, would be. mm. Um, And I was in a state of shock. And they took me up to the room because I had to go and get a couple of things. Two police officers were already up there questioning my friend. Uh, And then they took me to the station and locked me up in a cell and
2: kept me there for several hours and then questioned me about 2 a.m. I, I I cannot begin to imagine what that must be like. I, the word that sp- the words that spring to mind are humiliating, frustrating, upsetting. Um, I was, I think, too shocked to be anything else, right, really. Okay. Um,
1: but the the experience of being locked in a police cell for several hours wasn't yeah. enjoyable. Um, and I was just so astounded. Um, they let me go at three a.m. because I said, "Look, I've got nothing to hide. You ask me what you want." Yeah. Um, I had to walk back to the hotel, which was a bit disorientated because I had no idea where I was um, got back to the hotel about 4.30 had three hours sleep
2: went to work the next went day to,
1: went into the BBC a few hours later and the producer just came to my dressing room and said, sorry look we're having to send you home, you're suspended, you can't do the next week's filming The radio
0: show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Always stranger than fiction. Week Monday,
2: I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Here's where we might slightly disagree. I can sort of understand a suspension until... Yes, I I, I agree why... And I I know it means... You know, Paul Paul Gambaccini, of course, is Mm -hmm. is perhaps one of the most famous ones. I mean, he didn't work, I think, for 18 months or two years. Wrote a really good, interesting book about it. Didn't work for 18 months or two years because the whole legal system can drag on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And, And while it's unfair that anyone should lose money for a false accusation, I can kind of understand why it would be done. Yeah, but three months later, so relatively, I'm mean, sure it seemed like a lifetime for you, but in, in, in comparison to a lot of other false accusations, Cliff Richard and, mm. and, and Gambaccini and a few others, three months is actually quite a short... That's only because we, uh, my solicitor pressured them. It was
1: going to take quite a bit longer. Wow, and my wow, solicitor okay. pressured them and said, right, come on, let's get this sorted out. Oh, good, um, for, good for him And or her. They did, but here's... His, what's your evidence? Oh, there isn't any. In fact, everything points to your innocence. Um, you got an eyewitness report, video evidence, and we took um, his boxer shorts for DNA testing. N- no evidence whatsoever. You're innocent, completely cleared. That's it.
2: And so you were never charged? Nope. You Had you gone in for questioning again in nope. that three months? It was nope. just that one night? One time. Wow. So never charged. Question once... Three months of 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 insecurity and being unaware of what's going on, mm-hmm. and then th- the police said, "As far as we can, t- as far as we can see, you're innocent. Yep. There's, no, there's no evidence to back this up. You're free to get on with your life, sir." Yep.
1: Yes. On that very day, my manager received an email from Eggheads: "You're fired."
2: See, that's insane, because uh, y- y- you know, uh, 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 at that moment when there's nothing mm-hmm. you know it's there's nothing it's a phantom surely they go they take you out for lunch one would imagine take you out for lunch say look really sorry hope you understand why we did it hope there's no hard feelings we'd love to invite you back if you want to come and work with us but no you got you got a message saying we're done they
1: and they didn't even contact me personally it was not sent, of sent from oh, an, no, an email they, sent no, to my manager don't
2: do that they cowards
1: um yeah <laughs> I can understand the suspension. I was furious about the firing. And then they gave the statement saying, oh, we were just refreshing the lineup," But all they did was fire me, and the timing was apparently purely coincidental. It was just a pure coincidence. It was on the very day
2: I was cleared. Catherine, we we, we know this BBC bollocks, don't we? We know. We've heard these lines <laughs> before. I'm laughing just because it's, f- it's so familiar th- yeah. through what we went through. I, I'm not laughing at your situation mm. at all. Um... That must have been that must have been inf- infuriating incandescent with rage, yeah, I think I it bet, was the phrase I used I bet yeah, I, I bet I wasn't happy uh, and, and have you have, have the producers ever spoken to you
1: no uh the only contact I've had with anybody from Eggheads since then was about two weeks later, one of the panelists mm. contacted me to say with regret, we have been told not to contact you ever again, oh mate, so I've had no contact with anybody even. People on the panel who i thought were my friends not one of them has contacted me in the three years since uh
2: that's that sucks i'm really sorry that that's, is that's more polite language than i use yeah no <laughs> and satan i know that you're i can i can feel the, the 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 rage as you're telling this i appreciate you kind of holding your holding your tongue <laughs> a little bit that is um that's awful and of course with, with things like this, when it's rolling contracts, when yep. it's uh, contracts, you know, the, the, what people don't understand with jobs like this. It was a zero hours contract. Right. I was guaranteed, guaranteed no work. Of course. Mm. And, you know, my, with contracts like this, if they wanted to sack me, they just don't renew the contract. You yes. know, that's the way they don't renew the contract. So you can't really say, oh, I've been sacked because technically you haven't. But, you yeah. know, it's. So they played that game. All right. Um,. But you okay? So, so the sexual assault yeah. happened, but didn't happen. There was nothing. Yeah. Okay. But then you you'd murdered someone. This is fun. <laughs> this bit isn't it? You'd murdered someone. Now this I I'd missed the sexual assault story. Okay, yeah. and and I was really surprised when I read this last week. But I remember, and this is, and I'm ashamed of this, but this is how how news works. I remember you murdering somebody. Yeah. Because that was a big story. And admitting to it. And admitting to it yeah. in a book. Mm. But of course, that's not what happened. And I'm really ashamed that I didn't dig deeper the first time around. Because I had that in my head. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what happened there? Um, in about September
1: 2017, I came back from Cape Town. And I was arrested at Heathrow Airport. Uh, I was taken to a uh, police station, jailed overnight, and then taken to Westminster Magistrates court the next day. Um, What had happened was a European arrest warrant had been issued for me because in my book I had admitted, I had written in my autobiography that I thought I killed somebody in Amsterdam. This was a mugger who attacked me with a knife and I wrote in my book that I thought I murdered him. Yeah. A European arrest warrant was wish- issued on that basis, and I was jailed and taken to court about this. There's only one slight problem with the whole thing, and that's it's all complete bollocks. <laughs> Nowhere in my book does it say anything like that. I never wrote those words. They don't appear anywhere in the book. Somebody made it up. Somebody this changed interesting- my Wikipedia page and... S- and a Dutch journalist apparently read this passed it on to the Dutch prosecutor who issued the arrest warrant the police arrested me and I was taken to court but the prosecutor, the journalist the press, the judge and the
2: police not one of them bothered to spend two minutes looking into the book to see it wasn't true. I have the quote that was, that was doing all the rounds in the yep. newspapers and this is what of course I read. Please. right? So this is the, this is the, 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 the bit lifted from your book and then we're going to go to the actual page. Mm-hmm. So this is from your book apparently. I was in a phone box and and this old guy, obviously a massive drug user, came up behind me with a knife in his hand. He told me to turn around, open my bag and give him whatever was inside. I punched him so hard in the face, knocked the knife out of his hand and threw him in the canal. I fully suspect I killed him. I've no idea what happened to him. I remember reading that. Yes. Um, So do lots of people. Yeah. I don't remember writing it. (laughs) And it wasn't until we were chatting on Twitter... And someone said, yeah, all right, CJ, you murdered someone. And you went, well, actually, here's the page in my book yep. that I read what happened. And, yeah, you tell a story about being by, you know, getting mugged yep. by mm-hmm. a drug user. Yep. Yep. Um, uh so, so you get to, this this is from the action book. I completely snapped, dropped the phone and flew at him in fury. He didn't expect this reaction and was immediately thrown into terror. I grabbed the knife, tossed it into the water and started to thump him. I screamed the entire time, allowing all my frustration and hurt to flood out. I couldn't help myself but doubt that I even wanted to. He'd tried, however meekly, to mug me at knife point and I was just defending myself. Of course this is ludicrous, as the gentlest of slaps would have got rid of him. Once unarmed, he'd hardly be a threat to anyone else. but my assault continued until I half-punched, half-pushed him into the canal. Trembling with rage and with fists still tightly clenched, I'm ashamed to say I walked away. I didn't give this sorry creature another thought. That's what it says in the book. Not a word about punching him in the
1: face, not a word about thinking I killed him. I did not write those words. They do not exist.
2: Completely, completely different. Completely different. Yeah. And that quote that was in all the papers and is still online, and the that, bbc published the bbc published that was cuz someone updated your wikipedia page yeah
1: that quotation appears on the european arrest warrant
2: wow yeah so so a dutch prosecutor what they saw it and went we got we got to get this guy cuz there may w- there's an unsolved murder or something what happened was
1: there was a dutch writer who maybe purely coincidentally had a book out about previous murders in amsterdam he claims that a journalist uh, pointed him towards the wikipedia page so he told the prosecutor the prosecutor issued the warrant okay so, so maybe it was in his, his interest maybe he sold a few so, copies of his book so when
2: you're but, in court mm-hmm. and they did they read out that that section did you or did no. they they didn't they didn't nope. say that to you no nope. okay um so how did this proceed then
1: uh basically i was told to stay quiet, uh, and the judge then asked me to stand up after a few minutes and said, well, in view of the fact there's no actual evidence and you have admitted to this in your book, I said, excuse me, may I just stop you there? And I said, I didn't. I didn't write it. These aren't my words. It doesn't appear anywhere in the book. And the whole thing, the whole court was thrown into the confusion. They stopped the... They listened to you. They listened to me, but... Um, the whole thing was over in a few minutes. They retained my passport and I was just free to go. Right. Uh, and but then- no one
2: said, look, can we can we come back after lunch? Can someone pop down to Waterstones oh, no, no. and go and... No, of course not. None of that. Um,
1: and a f- couple of days later, um, the whole thing was dismissed because apparently the court got a letter from the Dutch prosecutor saying they were dropping the case due to... In quotations Basic and embarrassing errors
2: So they're saying Without saying it They ballsed up They yes. they went on a rumour Instead of actually, actually
1: looking at We the, didn't the, bother the to look at it But we, now we have Oh we cocked up well, But don't worry about CJ he'll, he'll be fine
2: Yeah 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 Don't worry about the, the, the huge trauma That we've, yeah. we've, we've we've caused an innocent the man The fact he was, he was jailed And splashed over the front pages Of the papers Claiming he'd murdered Was there somebody. ever any apology In any of the
1: papers? I've had an apology from nobody Really? About anything
2: <sighs> I'm really sorry I'm really sorry because I'm kind of, I'm not papers, but I'm kind of part of this machine. Yeah. And, and I believed it. I believed that. I didn't believe you'd murdered somebody, but I, I, I believe that that was the quote yeah. from the book. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe you'd killed someone. I, I thought it was a, it was a quite a, you know, a, a, a dramatic quote and that the papers were building a story around it. But I believe that that was the quote from yeah, the yeah. book. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people listening today will be surprised yeah, yeah. that you never wrote those words. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's, several you know the, the job the sexual assault that wasn't the murder that wasn't that's three huge things to happen in a comparatively short space of time yeah um what's happened since cj it's got
1: worse go <laughs> on <laughs> um in um 2017 i made a reference and named the person who had sexually assault uh, accused me of sexual assault yeah um I was legally entitled to do that, because the alleged assault took place in Scotland, which isn't covered by the England and Wales Sexual Offences Act. This person did not have anonymity, so I was perfectly legally entitled why to name why him. Why did you
2: decide to do that? If you don't remember, because
1: me asking. I'd still been facing non-stop criticism, non-stop abuse. Uh, people just accusing me of it all the time, and frankly, I wanted some justice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I still haven't had any closure. I still haven't had any apology, and I'd lost everything. Mm. Um, I'd lost my job, my livelihood, my career, my health, as you know, is failing, and I was unemployable. Mm. Um, Somehow, he managed to find a solicitor. Um, Don't know how he found this solicitor, but willing to represent him on a no-win-no-fee basis. The
2: the, the thread that I think I've picked up is that you possibly believe that there is, I'm going to say the C word, CJ, there's a conspiracy... Against you is that? I would close? think.
1: I would think there's certainly something going on behind the scenes.
2: Really? Yes. Yeah. Well, can I ask what make because 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 from listen, I don't know the full story. Mm. From where I am, I can see some really really bad decisions. I can see some really really bad luck, and I can see some huge cock ups. Mm. I personally, I can't see a conspiracy. What makes you th- What makes you think that there is the
1: This solicitors have pursued me for the last year and a half, first of all for uh, damages claiming that I caused distress and lost their client. Um, Now um, in about September 2018 I ran out of what money I had, I had to beg on social media for people to give me money to pay for legal fees but I had to declare myself bankrupt. My solicitor and I told this right at the beginning, I have no money. Yeah. I have no income. For the last, as it was, two years then, I've been surviving on a monthly payment of disability living allowance and nothing else. I am yeah. on one um, state benefit. I have no money. I have no income, no savings, no assets. I've got nothing. But they continue to pursue me. Mm. I declared bankruptcy last year. Mm. And they still have pursued me. They've put in a claim of £100,000 against my estate. All I've got left is m- the interest in my house. Mm. Now, even if they, as they are trying to force now, they manage to get the trustee who's taken over my bankruptcy to force the sale of my house, to me and my husband homeless. Yeah. All they will ever get back, the maximum they can get back is £40,000, I would say. But by their own even... Conservative estimate, they've spent 120,000. Right, okay. So they have pursued me for three years, no, uh, for two years, knowing they're going to lose at least 70 or 80,000 pounds. Yeah. Why would they do that? Why would anybody. Willingly lose yes. high tens of thousands Of pounds if there wasn't something of some Reasoning or somebody
2: supporting okay. them behind it I have to say uh, because they're not here And because they're a legal firm they can sue my ass um, That if anyone from the legal company wants, Ever wants to come on and put forward their side Of the story or wants to send me a statement I would be very very happy To have a look at that and read that out of course And I'm just you know yeah, just of to course, flag up, please. We're only getting your side of the story of at the moment Okay fine mm-hmm. um, What's wrong? What's, what's wrong with you what's your health What's going on there um, as has been
1: uh, documented uh, a few years ago, I had um, a very large tumour removed from my mouth. Um, so I have had uh, another cancer scare since then. Yeah. Um, but uh, my doctor also um, wanted to sign me off sick from absolutely everything and tell me to give me permanent bed rest because the, the last year and a half has taken such a detrimental toll on me. Um, he said he was really worried about me mm. I've told him no need to worry I'm fine I'm yeah. fine um, we smile through what we can so we just we just keep going but yeah I mean I have issues I have to say the only thing that's kept me going in the last year and a half especially is running I'm a uh, a very keen runner and that's kept oh, me God. healthy and happy good luck with that mate. <laughs> you're on your own, your own cj but um yeah um the stress so has got to you though i've a, seen it i've seen the stress isn't doing much yeah. for me yeah yeah i've lost a lot of weight I was,
2: I, w- 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 me and cath said as we came in you look thin
1: yeah I, I put that down to the training but um i think that's probably being generous
2: yeah so what's next what what's no no one you, you were saying on on twitter again no one's interested in the story no, no one cares it would appear yeah we we genuinely interested you know like i say when i looked into it a bit it was like oh okay this is this is obviously mm. um some injustice has happened here um at the moment i'm fighting to save my house it's the only asset i've
1: got um and all it is is my half of the equity in the house and my half of What the house is worth above its mortgage. The way it works is with a creditor, even one that's an unsecured um, claim put against my estate. If that goes to court, the trustee can force the sale of the house just to get their hands on that money. But here's something I didn't realise until recently: not only is a trustee a government employee who is paid, Mm. they also get a commission on any of the monies and assets they seize, Mm. and. They can be funded and have their expenses paid by one of the creditors. It's a great life, isn't it? It's wonderful, isn't it's it? So, life. the, for example, any of the creditors, let's say, I don't know, purely hypothetically, a solicitor, could pay the trustee's fees mm. and then the trustee could impartially look at their claims and say, oh, yes, I'll allow this because if it goes through, then I'll get mm. commission from that as well. <laughs>
2: Um, Listen, we're going to move on in a minute, but you you, you turn to acting. Yes. Uh, You've won awards for acting. You're an award-winning actor. I am, yes. (laughs) Um, But but no one's touching you because you're CJ, formerly of eggheads, accused of sexual assault. Yeah. There's all of the the, the murder. There's all of that shadow hanging over you. When
1: Even the little hint of sexual assault, so that's panto out of the window. No chance of doing anything like that. Um, Any of the big shows, they can't employ me because there's the baggage around a couple mm. of years ago I actually um, went for a couple of meetings with ITV to do uh, to do with the chase um, Oh, that would have been my dream job, doing the chase would have been fantastic but unfortunately since all this has blown up I, there's They're no chance of me working well even if even if they would I don't think I would feel comfortable going on the chase while this is still hanging over me right. because yeah. I wouldn't want to in any way damage the brand Yeah. Um, In my humble opinion, the Chase is the premier quiz show around at the moment. Um, They couldn't be involved with me and I wouldn't want to be
2: involved with them until this is finished. If I can get my life back, then maybe I'll give them a call. (laughs) Do you think you get your life back? Are you optimistic? You must be, to keep plodding on, to come on here and tell this story, to go on Twitter and tell your story. There must be some some optimism that you're you're clinging to. The
1: reason I tell my story is because I've got nothing to hide. I'm telling the truth. Everything I've said, I can prove. I have done nothing wrong I've written nothing wrong I've said nothing wrong I've broken no law committed no offence but even when on social media I do my little upbeat inspiring videos every morning you do it to try and help other people they're always people are worse off than you and for the time being i've still got a roof over my head which is far more than a lot of people have got
2: just very quickly a few people are saying well why doesn't he sue if they've been you need money to sue if if i could sue yeah you need
1: money if i could sue i would do but to sue the sun is hundreds of thousands of pounds of course i'd win if i did but even a conservative estimate is 150 grand to sue
2: any newspaper i'd love to sue but it costs money, and I don't have any. I'm bankrupt. Hey, listen, man. Um, I, I want you to. I don't want you to think that, that all of the media is against you. You, you know, I, th- 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 I I buy all of your story. Mm-hmm. The conspiracy thing. I can see how someone against yeah, yeah. who's battled against it for three four years would think that. I I don't see a conspiracy, and I hope that you 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 get the impression that by being invited on this show, and this yep. is going to go out as a podcast on Monday, that not everyone in the media is against you you know you've got listen you've got a friend here if if the story develops you're very very welcome to come back CJ I think you're a good man thanks mate I think you've had a, a, a lousy time I think you've been treated appallingly I think sexual assault accusations have to be investigated but once it is shown, it's proven there is nothing, then I think the person who is accused is should be welcomed back with open arms, if that's appropriate, and should be, you know, apologised to and should be put exactly in the position they were in before those accusations happen. And it's, it's one of the many failings of the BBC that they haven't done that. All I can you. say is the last
1: three years have been hell. I've lost everything, job, career, livelihood, reputation,
2: absolutely everything. I've lost a lot of weight, but at least my cheekbones look fabulous. You look f- great, CJ. Hey, it's so nice to see you. Come back in, man, and let's know mate. if anything happens. Yep. Um, we'll carry on the show. 0344 This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB.
0: A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking.